the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted to welcome you today. It's Thursday, and we're thankful to the Lord for the privilege to be right here, and that you've joined us today, and I hope you'll do so as often as you possibly can. These are wonderful days to serve the Lord, and we want to make every day's broadcast one that will be helpful to edify and to encourage. And if you're not saved, we certainly want to do what we can to encourage you to come to the Savior as well. Because my travel schedule is quite intense at the moment, we're going to hear a message or two the next few days that I did somewhere in a conference in recent times. So I trust this will be a help to you. Today, we're going to hear the first part of a two-part message. This is entitled, When Faith Reaches Out. And I believe this will be a help to you. So let's hear part one of the message, When Faith Reaches Out. Romans chapter number one. This great chapter sets the theme that faith reaches out to this world and uh, expresses itself the terms of the gospel, helping people who need uh, to hear it. Some people have strange ideas about their Christian faith or about the faith that other Christians have. Uh, sometimes people will say, well, it's all right to be a Christian, it's all right to have faith, but let's just be private about it. Let's just privatize our whole experience and keep it to ourselves." Well, there's certainly nothing uh, wrong with having a very private faith. It is a private matter between us and the Lord and something that has to be settled there and much of it has to be exercised there. But to privatize it and to not publicize it uh, would only be half of the story. And so we cannot buy that unusual or strange or different idea that is presented by some when they say, well, just keep your faith to yourself and make it a very private experience. We have to do something more than that. We have to uh, let it express itself. And then sometimes there are folks who... In thinking about their faith, they say, well, you know, faith ought to be a quiet and meditative experience. And whenever we come to church, let's just be very quiet and proper and meditative and nothing wrong with having a quiet time. In fact, it is appropriate to do so. And there's nothing wrong with being meditative and worshipful in our relationship to the Lord. In fact, it is altogether proper to do so. But yet at the same time, it is not enough for us to do just that and to leave it there. If we are what we should be in our time of quiet with the Lord, then it will open up a whole new arena where we will not be quiet. The total of the Christian experience is not just to be quiet and meditative. That is one time, one segment, one opportunity, but it will always, when we have been quiet and meditative from the, with the Lord, it will do something to open us up uh, after a bit. 
Others have the strange idea that the Christian faith ought to be isolated to Sunday. Just make it that time. That's the holy day. That's the day that we ought to honor the Lord, they say, so let's do that. We'll put on our Sunday going to church clothes, and uh, we'll go to church, and we'll do what we're supposed to do while we're there. And whenever we go home and we take off our Sunday going to church clothes and get our normal clothes back on, then we'll just be normal again. But we're not going to be uh, this open Christian. Let's just isolate what we are to that little time that we go to church. Now it's true that we ought to put our best foot forward. And it's true that we ought to make something special and a to-do about what Sunday is and the Holy Day. And it ought to be set aside in some special fashion unto the Lord. But whenever we have done that, it is only one-seventh of our week. And the other six-sevenths of the week is a special opportunity for us as well to be the Christian that we ought to be. And we, when we understand the real dynamics of the Christian faith, cannot isolate being a Christian to just Sunday. It's a a seven-day-a-week business to be a Christian. Also, sometimes people get the strange idea that the Christian faith ought to be an inexpensive matter and that it ought never to cost us anything. Well, you know... It's true that salvation is free. And uh, you, whether you have money or do not have money, is of no consequence because salvation is available to you and is for you and you can have it. Whether you ever have anything or not, you can be saved because the Savior bought it, stamped it, paid in full, and gives it to you. But at the same time, those of us who have experienced that free salvation... Also, we will discover pretty soon that sometimes it does cost something for us to be able to take the free message to the next port. To be able to get it carried forth and continued as it needs to be. It is something that we must take into account that even though salvation is free, it may cost some sacrifice and some investment on our part. To get it to the ears that need to hear it. The Christian faith is geared to reach out and to touch this world. This world that is lost, spiritually lost, on its way to hell, dying, and upon death will immediately move into its eternal home, either heaven or hell. And this world... With its need, its, its tremendous need, hardly knowing itself what to do, needs to hear the message of the gospel. And the Christian faith is geared so as to reach out beyond ourselves so that the world may hear the wonderful story of the Savior and that it too, one by one, may have the opportunity to be saved. This passage that we've read this morning offers us a description of faith that reaches out to the world. Let me me show it to you in the verses. Verse number 8. He said, I thank God that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. 
Faith that is of the biblical kind of faith is a faith that makes news. He said, I thank God that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now, careful, sometimes we might be just a little bit, uh, have a little false humility and say, well, you know, I really don't want anybody to talk about me. I really don't want anybody to notice what I'm doing for the Savior. I want to just kind of do what I do and hide it and not, not let anybody really see that, that I'm serving the Lord faithfully and that I'm being the witness and the testimony that I ought to be. And I, I really, really just want to kind of do that and let it not be noticed. Now, now let me repeat the verse again. He said, I thank my God that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. People everywhere were talking about the activity and the behavior and the testimony of the Christians here in this place. They were exhibiting the kind of a faith that was making news. Frankly, I think our faith ought to garner attention. It ought to be the kind of a worthy effort for the Lord that will gain the attention of someone. And so whenever we express our faith and the world takes notice and it makes news, I think we should, even as Paul, be thankful that other people are talking about what we are exhibiting. You know, a faith that makes news is an excited faith. And I believe if you're, if you're saved and if you know the Lord, you ought to be excited about it. Listen, when you stop and contemplate that you were born at a particular time You have lived as long as you have lived now, and at some point in time, you have become aware of the fact that you are a sinner and that sinners need forgiveness and sinners that are unforgiven go to hell. I mean, from America or Paraguay or any country of the world, sinners that are unforgiven do not go to heaven, but they go to hell. And when I consider that Jesus Christ came to this world, he lived, he died, he was buried and paid the price for my salvation in his death upon the cross. And then he arose from the grave so that he could save me. You'll pardon me, but I just think I'm going to have to be a little excited about that. And you'll excuse me if I show a little enthusiasm whenever I get up to talk or whenever I sit down with someone to talk to them about the commitment and the faith that I have and what they need to have and what can make the difference in their life. A faith that makes news is an excited faith. And not only is it an excited faith, but it's also an example faith. Now, we've seen a lot of things happen in the last uh, few months by folks who did not handle their testimony very well and did not handle this business of being a Christian very well. And the news media always picks up on the bad eggs and the bad apples and they they go into a juggling act where, you know, you watch them uh, at 6 o'clock and it's the bad eggs and you watch them at 11 o'clock and it's the bad apples. You know, and they they make a big to-do. Anything that they can get that looks dark and dirty and dingy, that's the thing they want to specialize in. Everybody in this room knows somebody that if you stopped and thought about it, you'd have to say that person is a hypocrite. I mean, hypocrites are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. You'll always find hypocrites. There's always somebody trying to imitate the real thing. But the truth of the matter is, what the news media does not cover, and what we sometimes fail to notice is, that sure enough for all of those out there that are not being what they should be, There are some others 
who are the example faith and whose faith is an example and it is worthy of note and it is worthy of the news whether they ever talk about it on the news or not. It is the kind of thing that somebody whispers to another and somebody says, have you noticed? Did you, did you see? Have you heard about so-and-so? And that kind of thing gets passed from one person to another and as happened here, their faith began to be spoken of throughout the entire known world. And so you and I, may make ourselves such an example of faith and such an excited faith that people begin to talk about it and they want to see and they want to know what we have that has done this thing in our life. And you know, a faith that is an excited faith and that is an example faith is also an expressive faith. Faith that is of the caliber that God teaches us in the Bible that we ought to have is not going to keep itself quiet, but it is going to express itself. And that's exactly what we're looking at here in this passage. And that is a faith that reaches out. It is a faith that makes news. People begin to talk about it everywhere. And then if you'll notice in verse number 9, you'll find also that this same kind of faith also produces something else. It is also a faith that prays. It is a faith that prays. He said, God is my witness that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Now his faith is the focal point of his life. He's thankful for the faith of these other brethren to whom he writes. And he said, I am spending a great deal of time making mention of you in my prayers. Well, dear friends, I'll have to interrupt right there. You're hearing the message entitled, When Faith Reaches Out. Now remember, friends, I love being on this broadcast every day, five days a week, and I love to hear from you, so do write me a note real soon. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, look, we'll look forward to being back here again tomorrow, so be sure to join me then. Until that time, God bless you, and have a good rest of the day.